comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Random audio files. files. All right, boys and girls. As I walk past a dead frog, I uh, invite you to my uh, my delayed live blogging of a uh, disc golf round. Good times, huh? I know you guys are really open for this. So I'm out here on a beautiful low 90s, a little bit windy, sunny Sunday afternoon, and I'm out at uh, the Southern Carrollton course named Jimmy Porter. It is uh, firm, but fair. Some short holes, uh, a couple long holes. Uh, you don't have to play into the wind uh, too terribly much. Uh, there's enough hills and uh, wind breaks and changes. It really isn't too much of a factor. Although the course is definitely laid out for a uh, predominantly southerly uh, wind flow. A um, little background, I'm... Uh, been playing uh, disc golf for almost 20 years now. Started in uh, 95 and uh, don't regret a minute of it. I uh, actually got out of playing gradually over the course of the last 10 years and uh, two years ago I don't think uh, me and my buddies played at all in like a calendar year. Um, that is sad and looks like uh, my disc has gone in the water. And I was afraid, man, where did you go? All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, holes one and two, and uh, oh, there's my disc. Okay, right there on the shore. Very good. All right, so this is uh, not the birdie shot I had intended, but uh, oh, I got about a got about a thirty foot shot here. Uh, standing on the edge of the water, uh, put out a uh, put out a putter. Ah, I let it go. This is fine. It's not to the left, and I suck. So uh, that'll be the uh, not the last time you hear that. And, uh, put the AVR into the Mach 2. It's uh, it's disc golf talk for those of you unwashed. For those of you who are unwashed and uh, never played disc golf, get washed. Play disc golf. It's just that simple. All right, so that was a uh, an easy par, except for the uh, brief heart tremors looking for my disc uh, off the tee there on three. Uh, hole one, I start out uh, throwing two discs uh, like uh, is our norm, kind of a warm-up because we're too down to warm-up when we come out here. We just like to get playing because, you know, we're busy. We've got a lot of things to do. Anyway, hole one plays uh, a little bit left to right. Got to go a bit down a tunnel and... Uh, Got to place disc in lovingly. It can be done. Uh, still wondering about a Mando on hole one. I'll explain that in a moment. Let me uh, throw my tee shot on hole four. This is uh, a disc I'm throwing something that's slightly understable. It's a uh, Champion Valkyrie that's been beaten up a little bit. And uh, I got to go straight ahead over a fairly tall hill. It's taller than I am. Uh, blind shot. Uh, go straight ahead and a little bit to the right at the very end and uh, you get where you're going but it's a 388 foot shot according to uh, the uh, course uh, marker that I'm looking at right now alright, here we go
you know, that was, uh, it's the direction I wanted. Uh, the wind is kind of basically against us on uh, hole four as the hole is, the hole is looking west to southwest, I guess is the best way to say it. So anyway, hole one, let me get back to that. Because I know you guys have put bets on the uh, little story. Uh, so hole one, I take two discs, both put them in almost the exact same spot. They're about 10 feet apart from each other. Make a uh, shot that does what I want it to as far as shaping a shot goes. Uh, it starts out left to right. I can see it's going to crack out to light, right to left. And we're going to have a good time with it. Uh, uh, very possibly to probably a uh, birdie shot at that point. So uh, throw both of them. And both of them, I let them go uh, quite well, but I let them uh, go too late. And they go a little too far off to the right. And wouldn't you know it, son of a gun, um, uh, both end up in trees and uh, quite short. But a uh, oh, 60, 70 foot uh, pro dot leaves me about eight feet from the basket. It's an easy end for uh, hole one. Here I am uh, at the end of my tee shot here on hole four. Looking at the basket now, it's uh, surrounded uh, by trees, just on the inside of a tree line. And uh, they basically got one tree removed. Uh, I mean, I don't think it was ever actually there. But they've got one tree that uh, gives you an obvious in to the basket. And I'm looking at this basket, and it's kind of like uh, that uh, shot on hole one I was just referencing. It's probably about an 80-foot shot or so. It warrants a putter. The wind is not bad down here. It might be the trees. Heaven knows what it is. Meh, not a good putt. The idea was to uh, Anheuser it, which means to uh, shoot it against its, uh, the, the normal physics of throwing a disc when you're a right-hander mean that when you let the disc go, the disc will go from right to left. It's the natural curve. Uh, and uh, that's called a hyzer. When you Anheuser, you go against that grain and a right-hander would throw a disc that goes from left to right. That was my very easy six-foot par shot on hole four there. Uh, so uh, let's see, hole two. Uh, hole two is a beautiful scenic shot. It, the uh, marker says it's 307. Um, you go down a large embankment to some water, which is now a, a concrete in uh, canal. And then you uh, go up the other side of the bank about uh, 15 feet to the basket. It's not a Sunday pin placement. Call it a Saturday pin placement. It's a weekend pin placement. It could be further back from the water real easy. Anyway, usually uh, I appreciate just getting over it. The prevailing winds, southern winds, are in your face on hole two, which is unfortunate. But it's something you learn to live with. Uh, let's see. Here we are. On hole five. This is a... Uh, this is a uh, uh, stick golfer, a ball golfer. Uh, this is a uh, slightly shorter 235-foot hole. The wind, unfortunately, is uh, pretty much in my face. Uh, it's definitely uh, in my face. It's coming a little bit from right to left. So this is about the worst one you could hope for on a shot. you got to place with some touch. You've got you to go about 100-some-odd feet and get through a pair of trees, like kicking a field goal, and then 
some water winds uh, into and out of uh, the path of your disc after the trees. The far side and the, tr and the uh, basket itself is ringed in trees, uh, which you can get through. You just got to get to them. So I'm going to throw a mid-range disc here and uh, hope for the best. Fred, man, that sucker's probably wet. Um, I'm gonna watch my language. Kids wouldn't approve. Uh, oh, it's like a couple of lesbians over there on the trail. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a family show. I was kidding about that. All right, so I let uh, I let this dang shot fly, and to my horror, the disc, which I'm hoping will go just flat maybe a little right to left at the very, very end. Instead, it takes a very gentle left to right curve. Ordinarily, that's not a problem. It's a bigger problem when uh, water curves that exact direction on the course. And there is my stinking disc. And I'm wet and son of a gun. I'm about to go plus one for the course. Uh, not necessarily, I guess. I mean, I can... Uh, if I sink this, it's a circle three. That means uh, uh, first disc is into the water, second disc is pulling it out of the water and onto the shore. Third disc, or third shot, is uh, putting it in the basket, hopefully. All right. Also got a disc golf retriever pole, which is extremely helpful, but it's only about, uh, only about eight feet or so long. Just, uh, no, that's uh, six feet. I didn't realize it's so short. They ask for a... And when I say that, I'm kidding. I've had this pole for over 10 years. I loves it, and it loves me. And you know what? It was sufficient to get my disc out, so we'll call it good. To help that the disc was laying on top of all the reeds and fronds and uh, uh, aqueous flora uh, that pollutes these waters during the summer. Makes it hard to get a disc back. All right. And here we go. Wish me luck, everybody. Thanks. Oh, God, had a chance. Ugh. The basket bounced away. And son of a gun. I could have gone in. I'd, uh, I'd had a real chance. I, uh, I'm one of those people that... If I think uh, Mother Nature hosed me on a shot, I'll give it credit. But I'm more the type of person to uh, look inside myself for answers when uh, facing troubling times. That's also why I'm uh, pretty easy on extraneous noise while playing. The way I figure it, if you're good at this game, somebody should be able to fire off a small caliber pistol uh, behind you in the middle of your shooting, and you should be able to continue on. Basically, I think it's, uh, it's up to the player to insulate themselves from the environment. It's not the environment's job to uh, cater to them. And with that said, you know, you don't want to be rude. All right, so this shot worries me a little tiny bit. Uh, I no longer have the perfect disc for it. This is hole six. It's a fun hole. It's a scenic hole, except the... Uh, 
the friggin' river uh, trees have, uh, the friggin' river willows or whatever those nasty things are have grown up and it's a blind shot now. You go over water, over a bridge, head towards one big lone tree straight out in front of you and uh, if you can get to that tree, go left about 15 feet and you're in like Flynn. Uh, my shot is uh, hopefully just a straight right to left uh, hyzer. Uh, absolutely nothing fancy to this shot if you can pull it off. It's about uh, 275 or so to the uh, basket. Okay, I think I may like that. It's going to be a little short. Uh, yeah. I think I may be pretty happy with that. Cool. Last time I tried that shot, uh, I threw the same disc I threw this time, a Champion Boss. Uh, you'll notice the Champion uh, prefix, uh, for lack of the right term, uh, attached to many of my disc selections today. I just, uh, I really like the, uh, the Champion plastic. It seems very durable and uh, um, seems like it really does what it says it's gonna do, which I appreciate. Uh, Innova is a, uh, uh, the maker that I'm going to be referring to for the most part. Uh, Champion is one of their lines. Um, they make a, a, a number of discs, but they make them in, oh gosh, four or five different plastic uh, combinations, I think. Uh, you have uh, the original plastics, uh, hopefully better than that, that, uh, that we used back in the, uh, the uh, late 80s and uh, uh, 90s. It's probably around 2000 when you started seeing special plastics show up. Ah, my shot was very nice. I'm, uh, I'm not pin high. I am, uh, conversely, I am exactly on line between the uh, basket, uh, between the T and the basket. I am about, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, that's eight, nine, nine, ten feet short here. This, uh, stand by. Yes, and there's the birdie, which cancels out the bogey, which I got last hole, and uh, you know what? Eh, I can live with that. It's always a bit of a drag to uh, keep ringing up uh, par after par. You just feel like you're missing chances. I guess that one I needed. Man, to hit a bogey on a stinking short, short hole like uh, hole five. Ugh haunt me until the next round I play. Alright, uh, so this uh, hole coming up. This bad boy is uh, hole 7, 335 feet long. It's uh, you got a lake on uh, the right side, winning season. On the left you've got a huge bank of trees. You basically need to throw into them, but you're talking about a 400 foot throw in the air minimum to get there, so just try to get as close as you can. Just laid over on me, and I'm gonna get some good distance, but stay at the trees. Ugh. Okay, well, not a disaster. There's a, uh, a tree that is kind of always guarded the entrance to uh, the lake on the right. Uh, course configure was uh, quite different uh, a number of years ago. And son of a gun, I wish uh, wish I could wish I could uh, remember the layout maybe get some photos. 
was a nice course back then. It was a little easier than it is now. We have uh, three dudes uh, on a uh, disc or on a hole chase to mine uh, all 12 they're uh, throwing kind of sort of over my head which is cool that's the way the course is designed and uh, water if there were water there the other one went about uh, 50 feet too long and the third guy is appears like he's looking for directions also looks like he's a goofy footer all right this is where my Valkyrie came to rest and I'm looking right at the basket. It's uh, diagonally down the course, probably 100 feet, 90 feet. And I'm going to use my putter. I've been, uh, I was used to believe uh, putter is for putting, but I uh, had a buddy of mine that's stubborn, uses it for everything from about 150 feet in. And I think I'm starting to pick some of those habits up from him for better or for worse. Get down. Alright. Uh, I gotta live with that. Get the burr out of my heel. And we'll continue down, down, down into this thicket of woods. Uh, it's like being in the maze and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It's pretty thick. It's a good thing I know where everything is. Son of a gun. Here's my disc. Got uh, cut short by, you guessed it, trees. And, okay. Well, son of a gun. This is, this is not the way it's supposed to work. I gotta throw in a shot uh, Thor style, apparently. Because, well, is that crazy? I don't know what to believe anymore. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Not exactly what I was intending. Shot did fine. Yeah, I tried the uh, I tried the overhand, which was uh, which is goofy. So you know what? I'm gonna. This may take the mulligan here. I didn't take a whole one. And yes, okay, I'm cheaping out. It's my bad that I tried the experimental shot before I tried the traditional shot. And it uh, would have been in the basket if I'd used traditional uh, format. And uh, I should have just done that. So, I'm sorry. If any of you want to protest this round, uh, you can email me at uh, bill at halfhourwasted.com. Alrighty then. This disc. I'm going with my longest disc right now. We're up to hole uh, eight. It says 344 feet. And uh, other than the water uh, snaking uh, left to right and right to left again in front of you, it's just a long ass way. Got some glide. 
to say, uh, directionally, there's nothing wrong with that shot. It was fine. Uh, stabil uh, Stability-wise, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't wobbling when I released it or anything, but uh, you grow up in Texas in any kind of windy location, I'm guessing. You kind of learn to keep your disc as low to the ground as possible just to stay out of the jet stream. Because uh, guess what? Newsflash, everybody? Is everybody sitting down? Okay, hang on, hang on. Everybody just, just take a moment, okay? I need everybody to sit down, okay? Is everybody sitting? Okay. You're not sitting down. There's just two of you left, but you're not sitting down. I, you know, I can wait all day. I see my disc up here. I'm still about 100 feet from the disc. I had a decent shot. I don't know about the uh, distances out here, but uh, those distances, I think, are uh, slightly variable. Uh, there's a couple that I just don't believe. Uh, this may be 344. If so, my uh, tee shot was you know, about 300 feet, which is, uh, which is fine. It's, it's fine. All right, putter time. This, uh, the basket is in the shade, somewhere where I would like to be. Disc is away. Decent shot. Had a good line. Never had a chance of going in once I released it. That's not necessarily on purpose, but there's a uh, bit of a an umbrella of tree limbs you have to throw under to get to the basket. And uh, you can do it, but you got to throw a little harder, and that means you're going to be uh, quite possibly out of range for a comeback shot if you miss it. This shot, I just kind of pushed out and went halfway. I didn't throw it hard enough to get in the basket. I didn't throw it long enough to get truly, you know, too far away and have a heroic comebacker shot. And it's uh, kind of what we're all about here. It's all about heroism. Real. <sighs> oh, how cool. There is a... Uh, bench here on uh, hole nine which is 255 feet long uh fairly open on the left unfortunately the basket is uh in a group of trees on the right so you kind of need to go straight ahead or even a uh, left to right comebacker if uh, if you can manage that and then you go from there ah, okay uh, here we go taking a cheetah beat up beat up cheetah it is an old one, too, from the 90s, so it's got very different plastic. And the reason I throw that one is because I feel like it's going to give me a reasonably consistent uh, throw. It's going to go out and it's going to bend to the right because it's been so beat up it can't do what it was designed to do anymore. That's another thing about uh, discs that uh, uh, yeah, it seems obvious to me, but uh, maybe it's uh, not an automatic to someone who's a, uh, who's a never has. And that is that uh, as discs get beat up, they start losing their shape and they become less stable, which means a uh, disc that's supposed to go from right to left only may eventually uh, start going left to right on you. And that's always shocking, surprising. You know, I mean, not as shocking as finding out your teenage daughter has a you know venereal disease, but uh, you know, still shocking in its own right.
<sighs> so I'm walking over this uh, very nice, spacious wooden bridge. It has one hole patched into it, just a nasty sheet of plywood covering a hole about big enough for a person to fall through. So I can understand why they covered it up. So whole nine, you uh, cross the bridge, you, uh, you hook left, and you go around or through a, uh, a, a clump, a, a small grove of trees, which is really kind of cool. It's, uh, again, scenic. Uh, for my purposes, as far as the shade goes, uh, I am using sunscreen, even though uh, scientists now decide it's useless. I mean, okay, so now what we're supposed to believe is that uh, sunscreen will keep you from getting sunburned, but uh, won't stop the delicious cancer. Now, thank you very much. Uh, uh, sunscreen manufacturer companies A, B, and C, which, which will otherwise uh, be unnamed due to possible uh, future litigation that I wish to avoid jurisprudence of in all forms and manners uh, in perpetuity. All right, uh, got a shot to shoot. It's not a, uh, it's not a great shot. Go in, go in, go in, go in yet. It's still laying on the ground, not counting as a birdie shot. Son of a gun, that was a, I don't know, a 25 foot shot tops. That was uh, that was an unlikely, but I really wanted that. Uh, it's my goal, it's my goal to hit at least one 25, 30 foot putt per round. That was easy. So in the uh, first, half of the course, uh, first uh, front nine, front nine if you will, and it, uh, and even, even, at uh, one bogey, at uh, circle four, that unfortunate circle four, followed up with a uh, pretty directly after uh, three workman-like bars, interesting, what is the wind doing, uh, I've been getting used to the wind, being in my favor on this hole, but this is hole 10. This is the single, this is the, 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 yeah, you can say that. This is the scariest hole to throw on the course, hole 10 here. Uh, it is 294 feet according to the sign. I think that's uh, monumental BS. I think this hole is at least 340 or 50. Um, you go straight ahead, you got a grove of trees uh, right on your left. They're easy to go around. You got a grove of trees on your right, which you can go around, uh, no problem, but uh, you can throw into them, done a million times. Um, then you hit a, a lovely canal. Uh, the, the ground slopes down uh, from about the 150, 200 mark, roughly, and then uh, comes up on the other side, and uh, I, you know, I don't know, help, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm misrepresenting it. It seems like you've uh, got to launch at 300 feet or so to get over the water. And maybe you just need to launch it like a nice 280. Um, so someday I'm going to come out here with one of those uh, laser finder thingies and uh, we'll get this uh, yardage thing settled once and for all, footage thing settled. Uh, until then, I'm done talking about it, so don't ask. It means you, Milo. Yeah, both of you. All right, hang on. All right, throwing the champion Valkyrie here. For base straight ahead shot, I'm gonna touch a left to right here. 
enough distance I think it I think it's just fine on the far side of the bank the muddy banks of the Wishka that is of course uh, not true uh, gosh if this crick has a name I don't know what it is I hate to say that too because I don't know it's like uh, like going out with some old broad or some old dude for, uh, you know, like 15 years. And then, uh, you know, I never really got around to learn your first name. It'd be kind of like that. It's a nice canal. It's been, uh, it was at one time, a, uh, they've carved it out a little bit. And uh, it's got those nice uh, uh, wireframe rock, you know, enclosure thingies. Uh, but uh, absolutely absolutely do work uh, as far as erosion goes. I mean, you just, stuff's been in place for years now and it hasn't budged, which is great. Uh, truly a good job on designing this course by, uh, by whoever uh, did build it. Um, even the redesign, which is uh, a little bit more advanced than it used to be, still leaves this course, uh, and if, you've, uh, if you're long, I mean, if you can throw 300 feet on this course, uh, you can absolutely, uh, you can absolutely hit par. Um, me, when I come out here, it seems like, uh, my goal is to always hit under par. Um, I hit par exactly, uh, often. There's my disc. I've walked across the, uh, bridge around the canal, which has actually got a lot of water in it. For, uh, for closing on the second week of July here in Texas, there's a lot of water in that little river. Now, poor lake, uh, that I walked by a few holes ago. It hasn't had water in it consistently for years. I mean, maybe, maybe uh, half of it's full during the winter. Um, but uh, now during the summer, if it hasn't rained, like within the last uh, 12 hours, it's probably not going to be a water in that thing. <clears throat> it's just that thirsty. And I guess uh, Texas has been some kind of a drought for a while. This actually turned out to be a really good shot. Um, again, I, I'd like to judge distance here. I'd say it was a 300-foot shot, maybe 310. And uh, I'm 50-ish, 50, 60 feet away from the basket. The cool thing is usually it's uh, tucked behind a tree line, but if you get far enough left like I did, then you can see around the edge of the tree line and I can see uh, the basket. So watch out here. The chances of this going in are about 1%, but I'm gonna give it a shot here because I don't usually have uh, an open shot at it at all. Oh, wow. Okay. It almost went, boys and girls. I uh, put an extreme left-right Anheuser on it. And uh, you uh, hopefully heard the clanging of the metal as I live blog my completion of hole 10 here at the Jimmy Porter uh, Disc Golf Park in South Carrollton, Texas. All right, uh, this is the end of hole 10. This is a, uh, this is a very nice place uh, to just pause and chill out. The, uh, you, you get underneath a uh, short canopy of trees to shoot the, uh, at the back. A canopy you can walk under for, uh, I don't know, 50 or 60. And you can actually get back into the uh, shadows, uh, kind of a uh, rest stop uh, in uh, 
more than one way. Good place to crack open a uh, beer if you brought some. Good place to uh, throw down a little Gatorade, whatever uh, floats your boat, and uh, get on about it. For my purposes, uh, I think I'm going to do this. And we're back. Okay, here at the 32 minute mark of your program. Uh, gosh, I started recording on hole three. I don't know if I'm, am I playing slow because of you people? Am I being a show off? Am I uh, just playing up for the crowd? course the crowd right now is entirely imaginary it's a large crowd though it's like the tiger woods crowd you throw your disc and they're too dumb to get out of the way you know you end up uh, chucking some guy right in the stones and he like keels over and terrible pain and your first reaction is you could have gotten out of the freaking way charlie man that'll tell him it's usually a little funnier when you use different adjectives Anyway, uh, finished hole 10. I only paused the recording for about, oh, 90 seconds or so. And uh, I'm coming up on hole 11 here. This is a cute little thing. It's uh, got a bunch of uh, ground cover type growth. It meets weeds uh, on the left side of the fairway, um, starting at a uh, lovely row of majestic trees. Uh, which basically form a straight line. There's uh, five, six of them uh, in a row, and the uh, basket is adjacent to the final one, uh, the furthest one. Here's another, uh, here's another lovely uh, park bench. This is really cool. I think someone, I mean, I'm, maybe it's like a Eagle Scout thing or who knows, but uh, somebody, uh, anonymously at this point at least, has uh, been putting up park benches. Uh, they had one at nine, um, already had one at 10, uh, already had one at 12. They've, uh, got this one here on 11, which is brand new. It's really cool. Anyway, so the game here is to throw this disc. You want to go straight. You want to go a little bit left or right. And then you want to go straight again for more. And, uh, it doesn't want to be left. Right is better than left. Since uh, podcasting is a medium of the mind, I'll have to describe that shot. It uh, left my hand with the sun glistening off of it and uh, white wispy clouds in the background. All that uh, combined with this yellow disc, again, catching the sunlight and gleaming as it starts off the direction I needed straight down the course and then it starts a slightly rightwards bent and uh, which is perfect and then it uh, starts coming back and at one point I'm afraid it's gonna slam into a uh, nasty ass mesquite tree um, that's uh, boarded in the right side of the fairway but it was nice enough to just go under it at the last minute take a skip off the very short grass on the far side of the tree and uh, this works out to be one of probably the pad on this hole which does not mean it's going to be a uh, 
happy means, or a uh, birdie. Just means that usually I'm on the left, trying through that nasty set of weeds, or I'm just flat out too, uh, too short. <laughs> so this, yeah, this is, I think, the best uh, tee shot I've ever had on this hole, and I'm still a good 35-ish, 35, 40 feet short. So I'm hoping, I'm not counting any chickens. chance. Gosh, dang it. The top of the basket. I shot it quite well. Let it go a little too strong, which admittedly, I've always said if you don't throw it far enough, it's definitely not going in. So I'd always rather be long, but son of a gun! Off the top of the basket. You gotta be kidding me. It could be worse if we were at uh, McCord. There we go. Easy par. We were at McCord up in Little Elm with uh, Bill. Hey, Bill. And uh, the youngins. They'd all be uh, discatcher baskets and those things are, those things are made by the devil. Made by the devil because they have this uh, metal ring which has got to be an inch and a half, two inches uh, thick at the top of the basket and it will bat your disc. It will not gently let it down. It will bat that thing back. Like getting Bill Russell. Like freaking Dikembe Mutombo saying, not in my house. These things are evil. And the, uh, the rooms are too high on those suckers, man. It's just uh, the, the window for getting the uh, disc into the basket is uh, noticeably smaller on a disc catcher than it is on a uh, Mach 3, which is the standard basket, or uh, my preferred uh, Mach 2s which are the original uh, or the previous version, and they're, uh, they've got a very shallow uh, basket in which to drop the disc. All right. My catchphrase, all right, signals that I have reached hole 12, which is uh, 236 feet. It's over the water that's not there. It's actually a lovely shade of green right now. It's uh, greener than uh, patches of my front yard. Not happy about that. But hey, like I always say, you can live in the world you want to live in, or you can live in the world it is, right? Am I right, everybody? Okay, here I go, hold my breath. For one reason. I'm getting ready to fire my uh, my champion Banshee off. And uh, this thing, the scares this thing I can't throw far enough, which is a weird thought. That uh, shot could be a lot worse. I actually have a uh, chance to birdie. It's not a great shot. It's actually an acceptable shot. It worked out better than I thought it would. But yeah, uh, if this course is playing as intended, where you got this uh, this little pond right in front of you, this pond is probably you now 50, 60, 70 feet from side to side uh, at its widest point that you're throwing over. Uh, it's kind of long and skinny, uh, almost like a kind of shaped like a peanut almost, a little skinnier in the middle than it is at the ends. And uh, the whole thing is, I don't know, it's probably a 150 feet or so from end to end. Part we're worrying about is uh, fairly wide, and back in the old days, uh, uh, you see people out there in the water constantly looking for discs they'd thrown in. These days, again, it's a uh, 
It's a sheen of green. It's a lovely grass. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, that uh, banshee uh, actually is the closest shot I've had to this hole in a few rounds because this is one of those where it just seems so easy. It's so short and just a little right to left shot, which is natural. It's like this should be a birdie shot every dang time. And uh, because uh, I'm uh, soft in the head, it's not. But the banshee got me close enough to at least dream a little dream right now. As we throw it in the basket like this. Yes. Yes, just like that. Well, that was, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight steps. That tells me it was uh, uh, a little over 20 feet. So, yeah, pretty good little shot there. Actually, seems shorter. I would have guessed it being about 15 feet uh, when I uh, let it fly. Oh, well. One of these days, I'll master the art of depth perception, and uh, it'll all be better. Train in the background. There's a uh, train that uh, runs on the uh, backside of hole 17 and hole 1. It's quite loud if you're standing next to it. Back in the old days, the tee box used to be up about 10 feet from the track, so you could feel the train rumble by as you were standing up there waiting for it to go. They've uh, since moved the tee box uh, uh, down the hill, but the same distance shot. Uh, Hole one is one of the few baskets whose location hasn't changed at all. They just moved the tee box to get to it. All right, so here I am at hole 13. 307, it's flat. Uh, there are uh, uh, small trees, sporadic, young small trees sporadically uh, down the fairway. It does give you a little tunnel, but the trees are small enough you don't have to, I don't worry about them too much. There's a clump of trees down there uh, guarding the basket, though. Uh, the first tree is probably a good 30 or so feet, and then uh, you got to kind of go around it. So I'm going to try to go. Right, here we go. Let's do this thing, babies. Beautiful babies. Stand up. Stand up with me. Come on. Give me some love here. Yeah. What happened, people? Didn't feel up to it? Could use a little there. That shot wasn't awful, but... Uh, oh, son of a gun. It was short. It was to the left. Just let it go too early. Didn't give it a chance to matriculate on its own. The uh, southern border of this course, which uh, hole 10, 11, 12, uh, 13, and 14 are uh, adjacent to, is uh, it's some kind of old factory. We think it's a paint factory of some sort. Really not sure. It's got uh, very, uh, almost like a 1950s, you know, uh, uh, army barracks um, slash boarding school kind of looked a part of it. Uh, kind of very, very American version of Pink Floyd's The Wall kind of thing happening to it. And there are uh, three wicked uh, um, silos that are uh, next to each other that all kind of stand up straight and announce themselves proudly to the world, holding heaven knows what. All right, here I am at the basket. It is not a good shot. It couldn't have gone 300 feet. Now I'm looking at uh, hole 13's basket through uh, a pair of trees. So this shot is uh, absolutely theoretically possible. It is incredibly unlikely because it would have to be the perfect direction and altitude 
which I guess you have to have anyway. But uh, you've got to shape this thing past a tree on the right and then uh, past a tree on the left. So it's got to actually kind of uh, uh, wriggle around it uh, uh, right to left, then left to right, then right to left again like a snake. All right. Boom. Crutch phrase. Bam. Is that the 100th time I've used that today? Yay! I'm now covered with confetti. This sucks. I was, I was totally bluffing. I really didn't think it was the 100th time I've used that phrase yet. Farts. Oh, that worked out all right. It uh, bounced into a bush at the bottom of the, uh, the nearer tree on the right that I was telling you about. But uh, it's actually just low branches that haven't been trimmed. But uh, it did me the favor of bouncing off the top of them. And uh, actually uh, slid up uh, kind of right next to the back. About six feet, uh, yeah, about eight feet uh, off to the right. Went long by about uh, three feet. I can live with that. Another easy, boring par. And you know what? I've, uh, oh, that's right. I guess uh, hole 12 was uh, Le Birdie. So I'm one under. That makes me feel a little bit better. So we're coming up to hole 14, which is the funnest hole in the course. It's also the longest hole in the course, 450 feet. I think that's it. But you got the wind with you. It's a, a normal southerly breeze. That's always nice. 461 is what the sign says. And I'm going to throw my champion turn. Absolutely. This thing is a rating of, uh, for those of you who are uh, hip. That worked out well. There's really no trickery to this. You're looking at the basket. It's uh, again 461 feet down the uh, down the fairway. You got uh, no trees on the left at all for the first 300 feet. You've got some scrub uh, little trees on the right, which you really shouldn't worry yourself about. And uh, then. Uh, at the 300 foot mark, uh, you start running into uh, new trees, which one of these days will be imposing and will form a tunnel you pretty much have to go down uh, or under. Uh, but for now, they're just, uh, they're just decked cute. Yeah, that was a good shot. Uh, again, it didn't uh, get as high as I want, but uh, uh, in the air. But I'm so used to uh, keeping it close to the ground, I think it's just kind of uh, instinct when I don't consciously try to take my friggin' arm over. And uh, for those of you who are athletic, okay, email me, Bill at Half Hour Wasted. Tell me this. When you're throwing a baseball, throwing a football, uh, shooting a basketball, you know, whatever it is, uh, throwing a Frisbee, right? Do you actually tell your arm what to do or do you just turn your brain off and just say, hey, arm, throw it that way and then do it? Because that's what I do. And... Uh, Maybe that's part of my laissez-faire attitude towards uh, most of life, but uh, uh, it's always seemed to work for me. Seems like when I think about it, that's when you're hosed. All right, I finally cut up to my disc, and uh, that was a nice shot. And 
And I'm actually going to use my putter here. I don't think I've ever done that before. I've always used an up disc. This is probably the farthest I've ever thrown this uh, on this hole. And I'll tell you why in a moment. All right, well, I cannot complain about that. That was, uh, that was the putter. That was from, well, shoot. I should count this out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Clap, everybody. Eleven. <sighs> Two, three, four, five. That was uh, 42 steps, basically, which uh, times three. It'd be uh, 126 uh, feet, something like that. Maybe I've got a heat stroke. I'm not doing math well. But that's 126, and that means that uh, my first shot was 340-ish. Uh, I can live with that. So I uh, promise to tell you what those numbers mean. I mentioned that the champion turn is a 12-6 minus 2-2 rating, and uh, it's inscrutable. For most people. You want Okay. Here's hole 15. Yes, I'm about uh, 10 feet from a uh, major road here. Uh, even worse than the heartbreak of psoriasis is the heartbreak of what happened to my disc there. This hole 15 is, uh, again, it's pretty scenic. You, uh, you throw it, you're under the shade of a couple of huge trees, and uh, you're in a good amount of shade. You let that thing go, and you go across a, uh, the canal has uh, widened down and is probably, oh gosh, 40 or 50 feet wide at this point, but it's completely... Uh, really covered in uh, natural rocks. The water flows through it. It's really cool. And you can walk across, there are so many rocks in the water uh, that are above the water line that uh, you can walk across it without even breaking stride. Uh, on the far side of that water, you've got a row of, again, immature trees, which someday are gonna become uh, formidable and you'll have to go around them. Uh, I happened to run into the least formidable uh, of those trees. It looked like the top of it got lightning off a couple of years ago. I have no idea. I'm uh, probably just telling a story there. But uh, anyway, here I am into the water. Please hope, uh, please do not drop your phone, you silly person. Yeah, a lot of water here, a lot of water here. And I am taking a moment. I am slowing my pace a little bit just to make sure that these uh, stones aren't going to... Uh, Go turn in 180 on me as I step onto them. Because ordinarily it wouldn't be that big a deal, but right now again, I am, uh, I use this phone and I would like to keep it dry. Over the water and up the giant boulders on the far side. Uh, anyway, so again, this, uh, 
this line of trees with the smallest and weakest of the uh, of the small trees, the very right edge, caught my disc on the way down, and uh, I believe what prevented what could have been a uh, a real birdie opportunity. Now I'm oh gosh, oh 40 feet out, 30, 40 feet out, and uh, it's again an unlikely uh, shot. I'm going for it anyway. No guts. I shot it just right on just a straight up and down uh, almost uh, kind of trajectory because about two feet behind the basket, it's, the ground starts sloping down towards some lovely water. And uh, so, I said earlier on hole 11, you, uh, my humble opinion is uh, you're better off long than short for so many reasons. But on a hole like that, where there's danger, just feet by that, no, you don't. Uh, you still gotta get it far enough uh, to get into the basket, so, so in that case, you throw it uh, dang near straight up and have it come straight down at the other end. Uh, um, very steep uh, bell curve. Uh, you kinda almost want to hover down into the basket. And it, uh, it's worked uh, once or twice in my life. All right, this hole 16, this is the last, uh, uh, this is the last, what you call a birdie hole. It's 208 feet. Again, I, I question the, uh, I question the math. I question the dude's sextant. And uh, it's straight ahead, but about uh, eight feet behind the basket is uh, water. So uh, have fun with that. And it's diagonal, so it's actually, uh, it's running kind of uh, uh, from near right to. All right. Oh, oh, whoa, it was me. That was uh, not what I needed. I pulled out my, uh, my Atlas for the first time today, threw it. It had the exact movement I wanted, basically a completely straight shot. And uh, I just didn't uh, gather up enough cojones to make that thing grow as far as I needed to go, man. So it's a short shot. And I'm feeling a little less like a man right now. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that was even shorter than I thought. I didn't think this was going to be a uh, birdie shot, which is a shame, because it should be. But good gravy. I'm freaking 40 feet away from the basket, not 20 like I should be. Get in there! You son of a gun! Oh, you were there! Alright. Yeah. It bounced off the chains. It was just short by like six inches. It, uh, it was coming back right to left. It hit the chains. As you heard, it glanced off. It did not collect itself into the basket. Son of a gun! I wanted that one. You know, like any athlete, you never give away the fact that you want something that badly uh, until it goes in, in which case you can go, thank you, God. That shot went in. It was uh, 
give all uh, that up for God in my hand. And if uh, it doesn't go in, you just say nothing. Pretend like another never happened. All right, that was uh, that was Bill's Sunday sermon. Okay, throwing the turn again. Hole 17 again is uh, one of the more scenic holes on the course. It's uh, it's long, big hitter. Probably a big hitter. I think it's the second longest hole on the course. It says 420. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just straight ahead. Catches. There's a, a winding creek on the right that uh, winds around about 150, 200 feet down. It uh, curves left, and you can't see this because of embankments but the water basically goes right under the line that you're taking to get to the uh, basket. So if you go that far and you don't get to the left side of the course, there's a uh, bridge, a little handmade wooden bridge going over uh, um, this uh, little bar ditch that leads down to the uh, stream, leads down to the creek. If you don't get it to the, uh, the bridge, you might be in the water. All right. I'm sorry, I just, you know, I just spent about 10 seconds there trying to think of, uh, you might be jokes, and, um, you know, uh, those aren't funny, so I abandoned that line of uh, research. And uh, that's what happened on this lovely Sunday afternoon, three, uh, 3.54 o'clock under a beautiful, slightly cloudy sky, white fluffy clouds in the air, a little south breeze making it cooler out here. It's uh, supposedly, what are we looking at here? Uh, got a wind out of the south. It's nice and cool so far, which is weird because it's, uh, it's either South Texas or a, or a Mexican wind. And uh, those are known for being like ovens, like opening an oven and sticking your head inside is what the wind is like during the tough parts of the summer. Right now, it's freaking beautiful out here. Uh, sun's a little much, but uh, the only weird thing is that uh, all those uh, partly clouds are all around us. They're cute. Let's see, what do I see up there? I see a uh, fish. Uh, no, I see a killer whale uh, wearing earphones, getting ready to eat a fish that's being held uh, by someone with a huge head. Who's uh, uh, what else do I see out there? Um, I see uh, what looks to be the Millennium Falcon emerging from shadow. That's it's a little abstract, but definitely there. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna shoot right now. Get yourself. I could, uh, I could tweet a picture of this, but, uh, yeah, you'll figure it out. All right. Sit down, girl. All right. Well, that, uh, that was, uh, no frills. Shot a, uh, disc I've actually thrown, was it, uh, three times today? At least twice. Uh, no, I threw it on a hole five, which didn't turn out well. Throwing it now is a uh, Millennium 
Uh, what is it? It's a mid-range driver. I'm gonna have to see the stamp. I've only thrown this disc a thousand times, so of course I don't know what the stamp exactly says. Uh, I don't like that though. I couldn't tell you which hand that mole's on. Alright, here's the basket. I went by the basket. It was a very easy shot. Just straight line. Nothing special about it. A Millennium Aurora MS 1.1 mid-range stable prototype, babes. That's right. I'm throwing a prototype because I don't know no better. But there's that easy part with my hard AVR. So much I could have gotten to today. Not a whole 18, but uh, I didn't. Stop at the, uh, the numbers on the discs. Maybe I'll get to that in a second or two. But, uh, hello again. Absolutely. But I do love to. It's terribly unique. I, uh, that's, that's my favorite hole in the course. I'm uh, right there. Seen some of them. Well, that's weird. Cool. All right. Have a good one. Right, a nice throw in hole 18. Hole 18 sucks because used to be you threw this big sweeping right to left uh, turn about as hard as you could around some trees on a hard angle. You got to worry about some water on the right. It was a fun shot. Okay. If you turn it over, you're hosed. Um, otherwise, you just throw that sucker as hard as you can on a steep right-to-left uh, hyzer and just make it happen. But they've changed this hole up. They've turned the uh, pin placement for uh, hole 18 to a Sunday pin placement because it's basically on the edge of uh, flat ground, which uh, the second you get uh, on the far side of the basket, on the right side of the basket, I should say, relative to uh, the fairway, uh, you basically go uh, straight out about 200 feet or so um, through a uh, tunnel of trees. If you make through that successfully, uh, you want to uh, uh, bend it right to left, and uh, then you start ending uh, up where the basket is. I ended up uh, pin high. I'm about a foot farther than pin high, but I'm uh, exactly perpendicular uh, to the, uh, the canal uh, running behind said basket. So I'm looking at about, a, again, a pretty typical 35, 40 foot shot here. Um, only uh, thing is that, uh, like I was saying earlier, if he goes past the basket at all, it will uh, probably matriculate uh, downhill into the water. Um, so you either gotta be short and, uh, and give up the chance for a birdie, or you gotta bring it straight down to the basket with my patented hover shot. We'll see what happens. Let's go hard AVR, you my girl. Oh, I didn't. I did not carry that off. That was a horrible shot, and uh, it might be in the water. It. Uh, I'm not going to say it deserves to be, but uh, I threw it too high, which means a little too far, and to the left. And uh, oh, come on, man. You know what? This should be my uh, stinking um, uh, mulligan because that was a dumb, dumb shot. I should have, uh, I should have said forget it. Okay, uh, gotta find the disc now. This is not cool. This is my disc that I've had for 
Uh, I've been throwing for about 10 years now. No kidding. There it is. It's uh, out there in the middle of the muck. It's wet. So I'm about to, uh, I'm about to retrieve my disc, and then I'm about to uh, hopefully hit a, uh, a freaking circle four. Right. So that would, uh, that would ruin my uh, minus of the round to just, uh, just throw it underneath a basket and just take my par. Ducks, what do you think about it? Oh, awesome. Duck just uh, did a flyby. Uh, it could have been 15 feet away from me. That was cool. That was cool. That was a mallard. Oh, yeah. All right. You, you all chill out for a second. Let me finish this nonsense up here. Retrieval has been achieved. It's always good. Let me dry this bad boy off. And throw it. So this is one of my two uh, poor putting decisions of the day. The uh, other one uh, on seven that uh, cost me a mulligan or a stroke or however you want to say it. All right, go in, baby. Just, you know what? Just go in. Just get there. Put it over the basket. It's not going in. All right, well. What a way to go out, huh? You all witnessed me implode in the last hole. And when I say imploding... I mean a, uh, a very unfortunate circle five to finish this round at one over par and a big fat <laughs> ensues oh all right oh, what did i not talk about i'll give you the overview of the numbers real quick because i'm getting ready to sign off here uh luckily uh for you You've lived all the way through this. Probably haven't driven into a bridge abutment, though I wouldn't blame you if you had. But uh, the numbers are on end of a champion discs, or just end of a discs. And the numbers are quite helpful. The first one is the overall speed you can throw it at. Uh, the second number is uh, the amount of glide. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the first number is on a uh, 0 to 13 scale, I believe. I've got uh, some discs that are 13s, a couple that are 12s. This champion turn is again a 12, 6, minus 2, 2, uh, which means that uh, it doesn't throw as fast as uh, a couple other discs. Uh, my boss throws faster, um, but this one glides farther. The, uh, the second number, uh, which is a 0 to a 6 on, a, on that scale, why they have different numbered scales, I have no idea. Uh, maybe they weight uh, the importance of uh, um, things differently. But uh, this uh, champion turn that I threw twice and got uh, very uh, adequate distance out of, was um, uh, the second number is how much it glides once it's in the air. So the first uh, number is how fast you can throw it, basically. Um, the second number is how far it glides. The third number is how much it is inclined to turn right to left after it leaves your hand, uh, meaning how it is. Stable means a disc will stay straight. Overstable means a disc will, uh, will hold a hard line, uh, a typical right to left uh, direction for a right-handed thrower. And, uh, if the disc goes left or right, that means that uh, it's understable and or you threw it poorly. 
uh, when you throw it poorly, the, uh, the the one thing that usually happens is that disc goes out of control and goes uh, goes uh, left to right on you, and uh, you know you're you're crying your beer over that one. The uh, third number is how uh, how stable it is uh, overall, uh, how much it's likely to uh, come back um, at the end of its shot. So uh, that is on a uh, minus two or three or four to a plus four scale, um, much like the third number is. So uh, uh, the 12 tells you that I can throw it reasonably fast, but there are other discs I can throw faster. It will glide as far as any disc they make. Um, it will turn left to right ever so slightly after you throw it, which is good for distance. And then it will uh, come back. Uh, it's got a, uh, the two being the last number means that it will come back um, right to left at the end of its shot, but it won't come back viciously. So you can get a nice, easy S-curve out of it, which produces uh, the maximum amount of distance possible. Anyway, a little bit of uh, uh, statistic drudgery uh, is uh, my gift to you, uh, is the way we're going to leave this, uh, this fine, fine day here at the disc golf course. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how long it took. We can find out here, I guess, as I pop the display back on. And... Uh, hour and nine. Dang. I cannot imagine you people all sat here and listened to this entire thing. Tell you what, I'm going to leave you the song. Here it goes. Enjoy. No, I'm, I'm not done talking yet. No, I am kidding. I'm done talking pretty much. Uh, it was a nice uh, plus one round. It should have been a minus one if I had done the smart thing and uh, just thrown that uh, little give up um, second shot on hole 18. Could have, would have, should have. I decided to uh, Billy be a hero, and it uh, cost me. So I'm back uh, under the shade next to my tree. I don't get this. Um, there's uh, there's literally one, uh, maybe two spots which are shaded by late afternoon. I'm parked in one of those two uh, areas, and uh, the other is right in front of me. And it blows me away that nobody else parks here. They just like parking in the sun, letting their car just bake. Windows are up. No sunroofs pop. Just let it bake. I don't get it. I want my car to be nice and cool when I get into it. And I've got a uh, delicious Gatorade that's uh, waiting for me. The best flavor, fruit punch plus berry. Oh, yeah. And uh, it is ice cold because I'm also smart enough to bring a cooler with me. I'm, I didn't drink hardly anything today. Um, did I literally? I don't know if I opened this thing once. Um, it's hot out here, but again, it's, it's uh, low 90s hot, not, uh, not high, you know, not summer hot. And uh, the wind is kind of cool. Um, it's not as dry as a lovely Colorado air feel to it, if you know what I'm trying to say. So it's been a out here. Um, I've worn uh, my little uh, straw cowboy hat. Just to give you a mental picture of what I've been wearing, um, I've got a uh, white cutoff, uh, the sleeves are cut off of this t-shirt. Um, the t-shirt is about, um, I don't know, yeah, closed on 20 years old. Um, and still, somehow, in one piece. Um, it's uh, very thin, uh, very uh, wearable. Uh, very sleeveless. Um, I'm wearing uh, some lovely black Adidas uh, athletic shorts. They're those uh, that new that new kind. I think they're like all nylon or something, so you don't want to get in a fire with them. But uh, you almost forget you're wearing them. They're so light and airy, and they're wonderful. And they have an Adidas logo on them, which means I'm cool. 
and so I'm happy about that. Um, to prove I don't care about being cool, I'm wearing a pair of Fila shoes, which are uh, black, but uh, they're quite airy again. So uh, the black, uh, I guess it soaks up heat, but the shoes are, uh, and the shorts especially, uh, the wind cuts through them enough that uh, when it is windy, uh, it's really not an issue. And uh, these shoes are a cheap version of some trail uh, running shoes. They got little studs on the bottom of them that are basically tennis shoes. Uh, they're good. And I've got some little uh, no-show uh, black uh, socks. They're actually, they're not socks, they're liners. And I didn't realize the difference until uh, earlier, but uh, liners are very thin, and uh, regular socks are not uh, thin. So, again, they're probably made out of, um, you know, nylon or whatever, and, you know, they'll probably melt into my feet if I catch on fire. So I'm going to try to avoid that. So, anyway, time to step into my car, and... Uh, I uh, wish you all a good day, and I would really like to apologize for those of you who listen to all one hour and 13 minutes or whatever it is of this, because you've got to be kidding me, droning on and on for an hour. you got strength, people. So, uh, again, uh, here's that song I promised uh, to make it all better, and um, don't let this song get stuck on a loop and run through your head the rest of the day. Um, gosh, that'd be terrible. All right, later, y'all. <laughs> Enjoy it.